Good morning and welcome. Welcome, everyone. Before we begin our time together on the call, I want to bring clarity as to what happened to Thursday's call. Last week, we all experienced a busy signal when we tried calling in. We finally realized the error was not at our end, but from the service itself that we use. We had no way of reaching them that morning, so we apologize for the inconvenience and disappointment uh, that we all experienced when not being able to connect. And as you know, last Sunday was Resurrection Sunday, and on that day, the conference call line finally started working. So praise the Lord. And we thank you for your understanding. And we give God the glory. We give him the praise. Um, You know, all things work together, so for the good. So we bless his name this morning that um, we were able to get on. So our song is a burst of praise unto the Father. And our glory shouts are going to make his fame even more glorious to all who listen. And hear our praises this early morning hour. We know, Yahweh, that our praises mean more to you than all our gifts and sacrifices. If we worship, if we praise as we seek you, we'll overflow with gladness. We want the joy of you, for that is our strength. Hallelujah. And amen. Well, let me introduce the team with me this morning. We have Sister Sidonia Fiesos. She's one of our wonderful controllers who made every effort, along with others, to figure out why we only got a busy signal last Thursday. Sidonia, God bless you, honey, and thank you so much for all that you have done and are doing. My name is Heather Dawson. I am facilitating the call this morning. I want to honor our bishop, Christopher Carl Smith, and Pastor Adrian Smith. I ask God to command his angels concerning them, for angels are ministering spirits sent to help them. Amen and amen. Our prayer leader for the morning is Sister Audrey Wright. So I want to say good morning, Audrey. How are you? And was your Easter a blessed Easter? Good morning, Elder Heather and all who are on the line. Uh, I am doing fine this morning, and we had a blessed Resurrection Sunday, starting with church. That was powerful. It was, wasn't it? God really blessed us that morning. It was exciting to be in the house. I have to be, yes, in total agreement with you. (coughs) Excuse me. And then our devotion leader is Minister Linda Lightfoot. We give thanks to God for her and the leadership that she shows. She was ready on Thursday, I believe, to bring the devotion. So I want to say good morning, Minister Linda. How are you and how was your Resurrection Sunday? Good morning, Elder Heather. I am blessed on top and rising. My Resurrection Sunday was awesome. I had a wonderful day. It was truly a blessing the entire day. Thank you for asking. And how about you? How are you? And how was your Resurrection Sunday? 
I am good, and my Resurrection Sunday was wonderful because I got to be with my children and grandchildren that I started the day off at New Destiny, and that was just an awesome, over-the-top um, service, and we were packed out. It was so good to see so many people, and we pray that they will come back, that it's just not a Resurrection Sunday that they come to church, but that mm-hmm. the word that was taught penetrated their hearts and their desire is to be in the house of the Lord every Sunday, every Wednesday. So, yes, it was blessed, and um, I just thank God for it. So thank you for asking about myself. That's wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. So let's let's go into a a quick prayer. Um, Father, we surrender this time to you, asking that you speak through uh, Minister Linda, using her to impart the very truth you have for us in realigning ourselves according to your plumb line, the importance of it. May every ear hear, may every heart receive. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We're ready for you, Minister Linda. Well, good morning, everyone. It's a great day in the kingdom, and I give all honor to God who is the head of my life, I'd like to say good morning to our bishop, Bishop Christopher Carl Smith, to Pastor Adrian Smith, to all visiting pastors, to all clergy, and to the New Destiny worshiping family, guests, and friends. It's a great day in the kingdom. This day in April, which I believe is the 13th, uh, our topic of discussion is realign with God's plumb line coming from Zechariah 4, verses 9 through 10, and Amos 7, verses 7 through 8, which reads as follows. Zerubbabel is the one who laid the foundation of this temple, and he will complete it. Then you will know that the Lord of heaven's armies has sent me. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand, The seven lamps represent the eyes of the Lord that search all around the world. Amos 7, 7 through 8 says, this is what he showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to plumb with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord asked me, what do you see, Amos? A plumb line. I replied, then the Lord said, look. I am setting a plumb line among my people, Israel. I will spare them no longer. One might consider what it means to realign with God's plumb line. The plumb line symbolizes the standard by which God's people are to live. The plumb line measures a line that is straight up and down with gravity. And when one realigns with God's plumb, One makes the necessary adjustments to veer away from the standards of the world and their own personal standards and causing the the word of God and Jesus' life example to become the standard by which we measure our thoughts, words, and deeds. All three must be in agreement in order for us to be plumbed by God's standard. The standard is Jesus Christ. 
In other words, the original blueprint or pattern is found in the life and teachings of our Lord, in his very person, Jesus Christ. The foundation is Jesus Christ. It is his thoughts, words, and deeds that we are to base everything we do upon. And what we think and say and do should be in total agreement with his standard and his example. Should one set themselves to create and walk in a standard that disregards the standard God has set, their life becomes unstable and will eventually collapse and destruct. Their walls become breachable due to internal and external pressure. The internal pressure says that you have something to prove. You've got to prove that your way is the right way. The external pressure says veer away from godly principles. Be your own person. Do your own thing. Be who and what you want to be regardless to any standard or principle that has been set. The external pressure is about ensuring that you or some other person, place, or thing sits on the very throne of your heart rather than Almighty God. The scriptures chronicle the journey of God's people from traveling in the wilderness on their way to the promised land, being led by a pillar of cloud by day and fire by night, worshiping in a tent to the eventual building of a temple dedicated to the living God, where God's presence would be housed and God's people could gather for prayer and worship. It was to be non-nomadic in nature. It was to be as a permanent residence for God's presence. But the building was yet still temporary because God's ultimate plan was to inhabit the temple of our bodies to literally dwell within us, allowing us, his people, to be his residence and thereby never leaving nor forsaking us but being with us always rather than descending upon us to do a work and lifting off of us when the assignment was complete. His love for us is so immense that he planned from the beginning to take up residence in us. But there are some things that must transpire in order for him to take up residence in us. First, we must make God our priority, meaning that he must have premier priority. He must be first in all things. We mustn't put anything before him. He told us in Exodus 20 and 3, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Anything given place and prominence before the living God, the great I am, is made into a God. And the psalmist told us, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Acknowledgement of God enables us to be aware and focus on God's plan and direction for our life. He has given us a pattern. A pattern is anything cut or formed to serve as a guide, example, or model to duplicate, imitate, or copy. The Word of God contains the pattern. The pattern and model is Jesus Christ our Lord. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 6 through 12 tells us, Therefore it is also contained in Scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion, a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, 
and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust which war against the soul, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. In the word of God, we are commanded as believers to walk uprightly like godly principles in a sin-filled life. The temple site stood abandoned, where foundation and example should be evident there was a fragment of what was originally intended. No current prayer, no praise, no meditation, no worship, just utter silence. The emblem of worship, expectation, and inspiration of godly standard and principle stood incomplete, unwalled, and in stillness, abandoned to the elements of the atmosphere and environment, so much like lives without commitment that start and stop without perseverance to the finish because of misalignment, invasion, and overthrow. For 16 years, the, camp, the temple site stood abandoned and silent. Nobody was working on it at all. What little progress that had been made now stood as a daily reminder of their weakness, unimpressive, incomplete, and worst of all, completely unusable. It was no longer a priority. The end result was that many of the Jews actually despised the work that had been accomplished. And that's what Zechariah had been talking about in Zechariah 4 and 10. For who hath despised the day of small things? But what was it that they had forgotten? They had forgotten that it was God's work and he wanted it completed. In Zechariah 4 and 6, Zechariah speaks to Zerubbabel saying, this is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel saying, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. And the Lord is still speaking to us today saying, not by power nor by might, but by my spirit. Philippians 1 and 6 says, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. You might not be happy with where you've been in your choices or your, your life walk. You may have started out walking with Jesus, and as you began to grow, frustration, distractions, other voices came and mesmerized you off the path of righteousness. But if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Here is your fresh start. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things are become new. The next thing is to study and practice the precepts of God, which is his word. Let the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart 
Be acceptable in God's sight, and you will realign yourself with God's plumb line. Remember, the temple lay in ruins after Nebuchadnezzar destroyed it for 16 years while people went on with their lives rather than keeping God's work in focus and priority. Remember, there are three P's to realignment. Those three P's are pattern, priority, and precept. Keep them foremost in your heart and mind. Don't despise your level of immaturity in Christ. Allow him to order your steps. For the steps of a righteous man is ordered by the Lord. I encourage you to praise the Lord with your whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. I'm not sure what has happened. Um, Maybe her line dropped, and hopefully she will quickly get back on. Um, I'm sorry for the interruption, uh, but Minister Linda, we hope that you are calling back in. Hello? 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 Hello. Yes. Are you there? I am. I am. Oh, okay. Continue, then. Okay. It's easy when faced with the challenge of disruptive circumstances and unfavorable conditions to allow a once prospering project to remain incomplete and even in ruins. But when God has given you an assignment, the challenge you face should not change your priority nor your focus. The pattern doesn't change and neither does the precept. No matter how much damage the enemy appears to have done, remember the word of the Lord that says, not by power nor by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Your life will be rebuilt according to the original pattern. Take confidence In these words, be confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Align yourself in pattern, priority, and precept. Daily model the pattern. Daily make it a top priority. And daily walk in his precepts. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was rich. It was powerful. And I pray that each of you received from it this morning. Um, It was awesome. That was an awesome word. It was full of knowledge, helping us to grow more in God. Hallelujah. The standard to live by, the plumb line. And that standard is Jesus himself. Hallelujah. Uh, thank you, Mr. Linda. This is the time uh, what, that we come together in unity as we pray with the prayer lead, as she shares requests and praise reports. Uh, we are to pray together in agreement. 
I ask that of each one of you as uh, Sister Audrey comes, lifting up uh, the needs. We bind all hindrances and distractions, and we loose heaven to have free reign as Audrey prays. So please come at this time, Audrey. Thank you, Elder Heather. Powerful word, Minister Linda. Uh, Father, we uh, come to you this morning with praise and thanksgiving in our hearts. And we're just so honored and blessed to know that we can bring all of our concerns and all of our requests and lay them at your feet. We come this morning first thanking you for all of who you are. And we bless your holy name. You are God. And besides you, there is no other, Lord God. There is nothing and no one that compares to you. As great and as mighty as you are, you are so mindful of us little creatures here in the earth that are privileged enough to be the temple of your Holy Spirit. So we just magnify your name today as we lift up this re- these requests, the first of which comes from an anonymous person, an anonymous mom, who God is so amazing. I feel that the word that Minister Lightfoot brought this morning is instruction to this mom who's asking that we pray that she regains custody of her five-year-old. Um, she has lost her focus, and she has been bound by addiction. So, Father, we lift up this anonymous mom today. We just ask that you, Father God, would just compel her to come back to you by your Holy Spirit. I pray that she would sense the drawing of your spirit, Lord God. We ask that you, Father God, would give her the strength in her body to submit herself unto you and to resist the devil and he will free. We come against addiction. We ask that you would even take the desire for anything that is not like you away from her. Father, the addiction has been uh, able to come in and to destroy the relationship with her daughter, to take her daughter away from her custody from her custody, Father God, and mom is in distress. So we pray for mom's deliverance. We ask that you would break the cycle, Father God, of any unholy addiction, any inordinate desire, Father God. We ask that you would give this mom strength to surrender her ways unto your ways. We ask that you would send the right people in her life who can help her. We know that you can speak a word and it would be done. In the name of Jesus, but Father, I ask that you would give her a strength along the way, Father, that she would realize that you are her help, Lord God, and that it is you that she needs, Father. I pray, Father God, for healing and deliverance for her, and I ask for protection for her daughter who's in someone else's custody. Father, let this daughter be be truly loved. Let this daughter be protected. Let not one hair on her head be harmed. I pray that her heart would be comforted because she's missing her mother, Father God. I ask that you would bless and protect, Lord God, and do all that is needed. And we give you praise. And to mom, as the word said this morning, as a reminder, if you confess your sins, God is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. God does not reject you. God draws you. So I pray that you would be drawn by the love of the Father, that you would heed the voice of the Holy Spirit, that God will send the help that you need, and that the chains of addiction would be 
broken. You are an overcomer. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength in Jesus' name. Our next request is from the Walker family who's asking for prayer for their mother who was given a diagnosis of an eye condition. And we have a second request from um, Mrs. Kalaris who's asking for prayer for her husband for healing. He has been going back and forth to the doctor and they have not been able to determine what the, what the issue is. But God knows in both of these situations what the issues are. So, Father, we just thank you for your grace and your mercy and all of your love again. We, we lift up Mrs. Walker to you, and we ask that you would touch her eyes, Lord God, and let your healing virtue flow. We decree and declare clarity to her vision. In Jesus' name, we come against any diagnosis, whatever it is, glaucoma, uh, lo- loss of vision. Father God, we just declare that her vision would not be compromised and that her eyes are healed. We ask that you would anoint her eyes with eye salve, Lord God, and let her see clearly in Jesus' name. We come against any diminishing of eyesight in the name of Jesus. We cover her with the blood of Jesus, Father God, and we just proclaim your promise that by the stripes of Jesus, Mrs. Walker is healed in Jesus' name. We thank you for her children who are lifting her up and standing on your promises, Lord God, and who are encouragement to her, Father, as they walk in faith and just uh, proclaim the promise that you declared, Father God, for their mom in Jesus' name. So we bless you and we give you praise in advance for the victory in this situation. And, Father, we come lifting up Mr. Caloris, who has been uh, bound with the spirit of infirmity, which we speak to and break in the name of Jesus. We break the power of a spirit of infirmity and we release the healing virtue of God to him in the name of Jesus as he's going back and forth to the doctors or the hospital. Father, I pray for the medical team. I ask that you would give them eyes to see what they need to see and give them their hands the ability to do all that needs to be done in the name of Jesus. We thank you for each and every one of them. We know that you have empowered them to to treat, but you are healer. So we call on you, Jehovah Rapha, to move in this situation and to heal Mr. Kolaris in Jesus' name. We just bless the name of the Lord with all our souls, Father God, because when Jesus died on the cross, he died for all of our sicknesses, disease, and infirmities, and we're proclaiming that as one of our benefits, Lord God, one of the many benefits that that is in our benefit package, Father God. We proclaim it and declare it, Father God, because you desire that Mr. Calaris and, and Mrs. Walker, Father God, and Anonymous Mom be uh, uh, healed and in good health, Father God. So we pray for uh, for healing in his body from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. In the name of Jesus, we decree and declare wholeness for him. And, Father, um, Mrs. Kolaris has also asked that you would heal her family. You desire that families be healed, to bring them back together, that they would uh, be a family, Father God, that is mindful and supportive of each other emotionally, socially, spiritually, Father God. So I ask that you would bring this family together, Father God, as a family, Lord God. And, Father, let them be uh, not so busy that they forget and lose their focus, that they're so busy going about their own way that they don't take time to love one another, to tend to one another, to come together as a family. I ask that you would draw them back, Father God. Let them enjoy times of fellowship 
and gathering, Father God, even as they get together and discuss the trials and the challenges, Father God. Let them be the support to one another that they need to be, Father God. Father, in that you get the glory in Jesus' name. So we thank you for it. And, Father, we just thank you that you are our healer. And you said in your word that healing and deliverance is the children's bread, Father God. So we we take our piece of the bread today, Father God. And for those who need healing, Father God, we just say be healed, be made whole in the name of Jesus for any uh, sickness or deficiency or pain in the body. We say be removed in Jesus' name. Be made whole for any distress or any uh, turmoil in the mind. We rebuke it in Jesus' name. And we cover minds with the blood of Jesus. And, Father, we thank you for sound minds, Father God. We thank you for minds that are filled with hope. Lord God, we thank you, Father God, for minds that need to be stabilized in the name of Jesus. We come against every distraction and every attack of the enemy, and we put on the helmet of salvation, Father God, and we ask that you would keep the minds of your people, Father God, and bring them back into alignment with you have purpose, Father God, from the beginning in the name of Jesus, Father God. We thank you that the full armor of God is in place, Father God, and that's in full use in Jesus' name. So we just bless you. We pray for those, Father God, who are struggling, Father God, in some way with some form of addiction or some bad habit. Father, I pray for healing in their souls. In the name of Jesus, Father, be the oil and the wine and go into every crack and every crevice, Father God. And we know that what you do, Father God, is more powerful and will supersede anything that the enemy has tried to bring in Jesus' name. Father, we look to you. We need you in in this situation and in every situation. And we know that you are ever and always present. So we thank you for it. We thank you for every promise, Lord God, everyone that, that we are aware of, and even that we're not, we're, we proclaim it, Father God. We declare that our benefits are fully enforced in Jesus' name. And we just, Father God, depend on that. We declare it. We will not back down. We stand steadfast. Father God, our faith is unshakable and unmovable because we know that you are a man who would not lie. In Jesus' name, what you said, it is. And what you said, we believe. And what you said, it is so. So we give you praise and we give you glory and we say thank you. Thank you as we glorify you and we testify you in the land of the living. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for that powerful prayer this morning. Thank you. Um, that you just lifted them before the Lord and then you end it with our benefits. Um, it benefits, our benefits are um, fully, they are fully enforced. Do we believe God's word or do we not believe God's word? Hallelujah, hallelujah. According to Matthew uh, 18 and verse 19, it says the two of you agree. That's all it takes, two of us, to agree to ask God for something in a symphony of prayer. And there was a symphony that just went up. My Heavenly Father will do it for you. We stand on that promise this morning in agreement, together, reminding you, Father God, what you said you would do, 
And we do give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for it. And we expect, we expect praise reports to follow from these requests that were brought before the throne room this morning. So thank you, um, Sister Audrey, for that beautiful prayer this morning. Hallelujah. I want to go back to Minister Linda Lightfoot to see if she has a closing word for us this morning. Yes, I do. I apologize for the accidental muting this morning. (laughs) (laughs) All is well. (laughs) I want to encourage everyone to remember the three P's of alignment. Pattern, priority, and precept. Remember, Jesus Christ is the model and the example that we all should emulate. Make the will of the Lord your ultimate priority and daily walk in his precepts. And the only way that you can do that is to remain prayerful and to stay in his word. So remember those three Ps, and that will help you align with God's plum. Amen. God bless. Amen. Pattern, priority, and precept, the three Ps. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We were blessed this morning, were we not? You know, God is love. He loves us so intensely, but God is love, and love is God. God is love, and love is God. Therefore, therefore, love one another as the Father loves you. You you will find, this is a quote now, you will find as you look back upon your life that the moments when you have truly lived are the moments when you have done things in the spirit of love. That's Henry Drummond. So don't forget the three P's, pattern, priority, and precept. These do not change. Our God does not change. Let's align ourselves according to the plumb line of God. Hallelujah. Well, go and make it a great day. Know that God is with you. He's gone before you, actually, and made the way. May angels attend to you wherever you go. No harm or danger coming nigh unto you. Know that God's love surrounds you and that we will be back together tomorrow morning at 5 o'clock. Amen. Don't forget church tonight. This is Wednesday and we have service. So come out, participate, be a part of it. And these are the things that we ask. In Jesus' name, amen? Please open the line and let's, let's pray together for a few minutes, amen? All right, open the line, please. Quran.